pure hard work. I used to hate you. When you called my name, I heard it but ran away from you. When I knew you were coming, I used to hide from you. When you influenced others to talk to me, I quickly made excuses to get away from you. Afraid of the pain because I didn't want to get hurt. Afraid to fail, so I didn't even try. And afraid of your name because of what you have done to others. Who do you think you are? Making me so afraid of who you are. Reflection in the mirror, shadow behind me. I take one step and you're still ahead of me. Sweat in my face, tears in my eyes. I keep on going. I heard you tell no lies. You turn the poor to rich, F to A's. Is there anything that you can't do? Now look at me. You made me who I am today. And because of you, I have this never losing, never giving up attitude. Quitting? That's not in my vocabulary. When they quit, I keep going. When they sleep, I work harder. When they say that I can't and count me out, I show them that I can. When I tell them about my dreams and they laugh, I make sure I laugh last. I'm a dream chaser. That means I chase my dreams and no one else's. Only I can defeat me. It's me against this work you put on me. There's no losing. I will not lose. Buzz from Commit, the voice of the non-select, aka Darth Sidious. Welcome again to this podcast, which I have a very interesting topic and comes in two parts, so I'll try to sum it up as best as possible. One part of it is that I'm not ashamed of being a man. Second, I call the Diaries of a Corny Black Man. So let's begin 
with I'm not ashamed of being a man. You know, we're very, we're we're living in very interesting times. Times of which are very hard for most people around the world. Uh, we're talking about on the precipice of economic depression, where people find it very hard to make a living or to strive for their dreams and aspirations. And a pandemic where people are cowering in fear because they don't want to kill themselves or their loved ones with a deadly pathogen. My point being here is that who is succeeding in this uh, pandemic, this economic depression? Can't be the average guy. Can't be the non-select guy. We're the ones out of work. We're the ones that are striving. We were hurting before this stuff even panned out. You know, it always used to kill me that being a person of history, because one of my greater heroes, Malcolm X, used to always say, history is best qualified to reward all your research. When they talk about history and they say, that it was a patriarchal or man-dominated world, I sit around and laugh sometimes. Because when people write the narrative so much, you lose sight of the underlining uh, truths that go with that. Yeah, I can go halfway with you, just like a dandelion uh, flowing in the wind without breaking. I can go halfway with you, yes. Men were in control for the most part of history. But they were few and far between. Not all men. The ones that fought the wars. The ones that built civilization. Were men that were not considered select men. These men. Fought for their nations. Good or bad. These men suffered and killed themselves. To find value in society. I can go on and on. I don't want to beat a dead horse. You take the diligence to find out what I'm saying is true. That when people talk about men running the world, it's not most men. It's a small minority that have been validated. Because if you look at the what we talk about in the manosphere, about the 80-20 rule, right? The 80% of women go for the 20% of the top guys. Now... We've kind of narrowed those odds because we see we see the uh, the uh, what you call the uh, the whole site of hypergamy, which is women in a sense going for the better deal. When things are tight right now, it's ninety ten. Now it's ninety percent of the women going after the ten percent men. I only say this. I say this. It's a shot across the bow for non-select men. A shot across the bow. How long we sit around and become pawns and slaves to this establishment to validate yourself, to say that you have no dreams or no ambitions. I know about I, I don't know about you, but I'm just getting sick and tired of it. And you know most people who use this advanced language in the manosphere that hey, quit complaining and crying you're an incel. I have a lot to complain about, but. You would be making me right if I was just complaining and I didn't have an action plan. 
You'd be absolutely right. If I sat around on my laws, okay, lived out my life through default, have it dictate his policy to me, and then I die in the grave, then you would be absolutely 110% correct that I'll be an incel and I'll be crying like a little baby. You're absolutely 110% correct. But I'm asking people who are taking an action plan, who are waking up, because believe it or not, most people when they go through hard times, if life whoops your ass hard enough, you begin to wake up because life will give you the answers. And it can be five months, 10 years. In my case, it could have been 20 years. But life whoops your ass up and down the street until you finally wake the fuck up. You wake the fuck up and realize that my life is much better than that. I know they pin me as non-select. I'm talking about men here. I know they pin me as non-select. But you know you know what? Win or lose. Win, lose, or draw. At least trying is better than not trying at all. Because women aren't going to validate you. I've said this many times. I don't know how many times I've said this because I've done... This is my, uh, I think, 16th podcast. I've said it many times. People will not validate you. People only validate your work. Okay? The work you put out. Whether how insignificant or how grand. They validate your work. You as a person, your heart, your feelings, you complaining, you crying. They don't give two shits of what's going on. And it was told to me by Les Brown is that 85% of the people don't care about you crying, you whining, you complaining. And the other 15% wish that it wasn't them. So I let you know. And I believe it. And I believe that. They don't care if it's them. And this whole aspect of it's a man's world. That basically men are dictating the, the policy is absolute BS. In this day and time, one thing that I can't do, okay, let me let me make it blunt and real. It's going it's going to piss off a lot of folks, okay. But you know, at this point, when I'm making this podcast, I have my thoughts free and clear what I what I feel. Men can't go around and say, "Hey, I have a 12 inch cock. I have good dick. Now give me a job." Give me a job. Give me something that's worth fighting for. Give me the life of of my dreams based on good dick, penis. Do you feel me? I know I had to bring it down to a ratchet level. But that's the truth, right? I'm giving you one simplified rudimentary principle of why men, majority of men, have not sit around here and oppressed the world. Because most men can't go around and tell anybody, especially women, or anybody in power, the men that are, are in power, right? I have good dick, okay? My dick and my value, the way I look, I can get anything that I want in life. Can't do it. Can't do it. On the other hand, now, ladies, be careful, because I don't want you to misconstrue my words, Okay? All right? Okay? Don't boo-hoo if it's not you-hoo. Okay? If it don't apply, let it fly. Most meaning more than 50%. Name me anywhere in history. In history, okay? 
anywhere in history, because we're living in very precarious times. Name me anywhere in history that a woman has not gotten anything she wants based on her vagina. I'll let that set for a little bit. I'll let that set for a little bit. Name me one thing in history that women have not gotten based on their vagina. We're talking about the very rudimentary rudimentary biological initiative of penis and vagina. Men can't go around throwing their weight with their penis. They can't. They can't get anything they want in this society based on their penis. They get only two things in life, right? If you provide value through your work or you provide value through your protection, you can have the biggest 14-inch cock in the world and won't make a goddamn difference. Now, I regress. Go back to females. Because right-thinking females will look at this. doesn't matter your size, your weight, or anything else, especially in an age where you're able to project your image, no matter what it is, if you're round as a bowling ball or you're as tight as a Coke bottle, that you can project your image all across the world, right? And you basically, doesn't take much to get the things that you want. Not so much financial things, because I'm sure that's on you guys' mind, most women, in a sense, because, you know, we're living in precarious economic times, Okay, but you can get validation for most men, which is enough for some people, you know, and the, or the combination of the two. Okay, and we're not going to talk about the women that are up there in the looks department, things of that nature. You don't even have to work. You don't have to even cross your T's and dot your I's and procure the English language. All you have to do is sit up there and look at a mother, father, and they will do for you. Okay. So I don't want to hear anything about through through history the men have dominated the world. Most men have not even passed their DNA code into humanity. Only a select few have. This is a historical fact. I don't have the uh, the stats in front of me. I don't have the stats in front of me. But is it a known fact through 400 million years of the Homo sapien that select men have passed their DNA throughout history? They're the only ones. And 85% of the women, I'm going, I, I don't know, but I think it's up there to 85%. Women have passed on their genetic material. So what about the, what about the select, uh, excuse me, non-select people? The ones that are sitting around there fighting the battles. The ones who are building civilization. The ones that once the economies of the world get back on their feet, if they ever do, are the ones that are out there doing it. They don't pass anything because good dick and having a penis will get you nowhere. What you do with your mind, more so with your hands, is how you valued. Plain and simple. Okay? I can't make it even uh, more clear than that. Okay? So I'm not going to apologize for being a man. I am not going to apologize... When you put the burden of the world on me when I'm not even seen as a select person, me, myself, I'm not seen as a select person. I'm not going to apologize for any of that because most of the time I am not doing the oppression. If anything, I'm being oppressed because as highly evolved sentient beings as human, you should already know this shit. If you take the time to look, it's staring you in the face. 
But the narrative always is that men, okay, most men are power hungry. Most men would try to get everything sexually from a woman's society. Most men are greedy, okay? And most men are perpetually evil in some cases, okay? All right? That's the narrative. That's the narrative for non-select people. For the select people, you know, they may get a pass on everything I just mentioned. They may get a pass. Because whatever in life, they dominated life where they get a pass. Is it right or wrong? Okay? That's in the eye of the beholder. It just is. Okay? So I'm not going to apologize, okay, for being a man. You have every incentive in the world based on technology nowadays as a woman. No matter your looks, your shape, whether you're educated or you barely passed uh, third grade to make it in society. The only thing that's stopping you in bad times is that you got to share probably your validation, okay, with 60 other women when you're going after a select few. Because here again, 80-20, 90-10 rule applies. Because most women do, know, do not go tat for tat for other men. They want something higher and better than them. Okay? But then and again, when you look at the mother fathers, okay, who, or I might as well say, what the hell is a podcast? Mother fathers, excuse me. Motherfuckers, they're actually doing this shit. The beta males and non-select people, they're the ones that are on the grind. So I'm not apologizing for being a man. Don't put that shit on me. Don't put that shit on me then then I'm the oppressor. As women, you have every advantage in society based on the fact that you have a vagina. And if you have a wet vagina, you don't even have to speak. You can be sitting around and look like a goddamn talkless, okay, non-movement nymph and get the things that you want in society. I can't do that. Unless million dollars roll in my lap. I cannot see myself doing that at all because good dick does not get you anywhere. Good vagina gets you everything, and I stand on that. So you can call me incel, you can call me a baby, uh, you're crying about the issue, oh, you don't get any pussy or anything like that, okay, whatever, all right? That shit don't pertain to me. I'm calling about the men, when I, the non-select men who are asked to clean up society, to build society, to take action and go for your dreams and aspirations. Because you're not the oppressor. You have to work hard for everything that you get because you don't have a vagina. And don't you apologize for being a man because you didn't make it in society or you didn't take the time to do it. Things things that you should never think about yourself anyway. And I'm talking about yours truly. I should not think about that, those negative attributes upon myself as well. So this is a calling call to all my non-select brethren. Okay? You're not the oppressor. Live for your dreams and aspirations. I know if people take the time that you're the true heroes of civilization. The builders, the protectors. You guys are the one. When these women can't find the select men that they want, they always come to you for the solution, right? They always come to us for the solution. Clean up to protect, to do all the things necessary until they get on their feet and they give them themselves one more shot at the select men. But I'm telling you, you have power. You have power. You have power in numbers. Right? 
because Malcolm used to always say, Malcolm X, one of my favorite uh, uh, heroes throughout history, he's all always used to say that if you take your hand and you separate your five digits and slap someone, you'll wake them up. But it's not as proficient, it's not as powerful as balling your fist together and then throwing that same punch. You'll knock a person down. My second part of this podcast is my diary of being a corny black man. I'm going through a journey right now. A journey that's long coming. Okay? You know, as I was being raised by my mom as a single mom, you know, I was always taught that if you speak correctly, you go for your goals and aspirations, even if you cannot achieve them, you you show people that you have character, that nine times out of ten you make the right choices, and as a black man, you do not end up in jail or worse, killed. Before you're, you're, before you have your purpose in life, and now all that's changed, right? All that's changed. I don't know who fuck wrote the narrative, okay? But all that's changed, right? Because as black men are viewed pound for pound, not everybody. So don't sue me by saying that that everybody views black men like this. That now in today's society, they market what? Ratchetness, right? They market the N-word. They market that black men, and mostly black women. I'll put black women on this too, okay? I rarely do that, but I'll put it in there. As being violent, right? Have no plan of action besides living in the streets. Have no hope of income unless they feed off themselves through 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 drug addiction and narcotics, right? Mm-hmm. We get that. In today's society, right, through the technological age and the information age, if you are a corny black man, you're still corny as fuck. You're still looked upon as weird. Okay? But if you're able to crack the code in today's society, okay, and be successful, they'll let it slide. They'll let it slide. No doubt about that. But you are few and far between. What is the most debilitating and fucked up situation about anything is being a corny black man with no ambition. Be a fucking corny black man and have no goddamn ambition. Go ahead. Work your job. Go into any relationship and see how far you you go. Life will beat you up and up and down the street. Bloody. If you're a corny black man with no ambition, if you just live the life of everybody else without seeking your goals and aspirations, right? What do I mean? Go ahead and try to find a nine to five, regular nine to five job as a corny black man, okay? In this powerful media age, when you're sitting up there t- talking, you have a proficiency for the English language. They laugh at your ass. Where you're sitting around here and giving your time and effort to a job and you're making that job successful. They laugh at your ass because there's motherfuckers in the street that are making $30,000 a fucking day. And you're sitting up here getting, getting pennies while you're making the company profitable. Go ahead and do that shit. And then on top of that, be friendly on top of that being a corny black man. Go ahead and be friendly. Live a mediocre life 
living on the precipice of mediocrity and go ahead and be friendly. You know how the animal kingdom works. If they find any weakness, they'll exploit it. If they're having a fucking bad day, okay, in their life, and they come to anywhere where you at, they put that shit on you. Go ahead. That's why it's, it's, it's imperative that corny black men like myself get their shit together. Okay? And what do I mean corny black men? Here, let me give you give you a, a, an explanation. Have any of you motherfuckers read Plato, The Republic? Fuck no, you haven't. Right? Have you ever read Adam Smith, Wealth of Nations? Get the fuck out of here. Have you guys ever heard Rousseau or Descartes as philosophers? Uh-huh. During the, the, during the uh, uh, Western Social Renaissance? Come on, give me a fucking break, right? The fuck you haven't. That's right. Those are for corny black men who invest silly time into doing shit like that to most people. If you are not on your grind and you're not on your purpose and you're not living the life of your dreams. If you're living a life of mediocrity, you are fucking weird. And they're going to show you how fucking weird they are because they're going to fuck with you in all aspects of your life. Right? And this is what I told would not happen even if you didn't live the life of your dreams. If you show character, right? If you show kindness and compassion to people, none of that shit would even happen. Bullshit. If you don't live the life of ratchetness as how black cor- excuse me, black men have lived in this society, if you don't so show a drive of aggressiveness or or better yet, show any athletic prowess, fuck you. That's what they say. Fuck you and the Carlton dance on Prince, Prince of Bel-Air and Steve Urkel. Fuck you. Right? In this day and time, there are other ethnic groups that look at your ass as weird. When you begin to speak with English proficiency that Yale, Harvard, and Oxford would be proud of, they look at you and they laugh amongst themselves because you're not saying the N-word. You're not talking about how many bitches you're going to be uh, fucking that night, right? Or how much money you can make in the street, right? To invest in uh, uh, going on these elaborate vacations or real estate. They laugh at your ass. I am woke the fuck up. Trust me, I am woke. And I hope, I don't know who's listening to this podcast, that I'm, they woke the fuck up too. As a corny black man who lives a media, a media, uh, lives in mediocrity. I'm telling you. There's shots across the fucking bow. And you better wake up. You better be prepared. Because the worst thing that can happen, it can happen today, tomorrow, anywhere. The worst thing that can happen is you have fucking regret because you took the time to improve yourself and show people otherwise that black men do not live in a in a sea of uh, ratchetness and aggressive uh, traits, right? You die regretting that shit and have nothing to show for it. That is the worst situation probably beyond the grave. Right? So don't sit up here and talk to people about fucking dark energy and dark matter. About parsecs and neutron stars. Okay? About the Big Bang Big Bang Theory. Most people don't give a fuck. And they look at you weird. And why aren't you talking about fucking bitches selling drugs and how your hustle is? They will look like look at you like fucking Shrek. That's what they'll do. 
They'll look at you like fucking Shrek as a black man as they deem corny. But you know what? I'm going to get off my soapbox. Because there is hope. You know what? why there's hope? Because you don't give up on your dreams and aspirations. You write the fucking narrative. As a corny motherfucker like myself that likes comics and shit like that, I want to write the narrative. That I'm living my dreams and aspirations. So when I talk to a motherfucker, or excuse me, here I go again, trying to be clean, a motherfucker, and they look at me like I'm fucking weird, I don't even have to say fuck you. My life would dictate if I got my shit together, fuck you. They can't say shit. But as long as I'm working for somebody, being in a relationship that's media, uh, mediocre, they ain't gonna get two fucks but sitting around and thinking of your ass as a weak-ass individual. That's something no, black, no white man, no white man has to deal with here in the United States. It's bad enough that black people, or especially black men, live their lives in the streets and face death, face crime, face drug addiction, right? Those things are bad. And those things are, 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 are bad in themselves. But be, be a corny motherfucker, be a corny black man with no ambition, you might as well put yourself right in front of those uh, drive-bys in the hood. You might as well put yourself there physically and psychologically because they will wipe your ass up and down the street Okay, because you a weird son of a bitch. Okay, but like I said, I digress. There's hope. What do you want to do as a corny black man? Okay, all right. Using Steve Urkel and Carlton as those archetypes. Well, I'm not that bad. I don't consider myself that bad. But, you know, for this podcast, I'm just giving you a basic uh, uh, narration of, of what I'm talking about. What's the solution? Do you want to live a life of mediocrity? Huh? Because if you live a a life of mediocrity, you might as well give up the keys to life and let it dictate how it wants to treat you by default. And I guarantee you the outcome, the answers that you seek from that will not be good. And if you carry that shit to the grave, it'd be worse than actually being in the grave. Now, what's worse than being in the grave and having a regret? Your solution. Live the life of your dreams. Don't stop. Keep going. You write the narrative. Don't have anybody write the narrative for you as a competent, respectful, compassionate black man. That's what you do. Because one of the gifts on the road to being successful, if you keep on the path, is you don't have to say a motherfucking thing. Life will reward you when you persevere like that. A lot of brothers in the street that are deemed as corny black men, black men, excuse me, they get the rewards from time to time. Jay-Z, Tupac, Biggie Small, they lived the life of the street. Death was probably around every corner. And they made it. They get their reward. But what reward is in there for you? You don't have to be struck down by death, by a uh, flying bullet, or another brother killing you in the streets, in the hoods of America. You will die a slow death by a thousand motherfucking paper cuts. 
If you think you're going to sit around here and say, well, nobody likes me, gee willikers, you know, I might as well live the life that no one cares about, you will die by a motherfucking thousand paper cuts, motherfucker. And that's worse than putting a, somebody putting a gun in your hand and blowing your fucking brains out. Have hope. Have ambition. Have determination. Life will reward you if you persevere. The right people will come into your life. The right connections will come into your life. Because I'm not saying my mom is wrong when she told me to live the life of my dreams, to go for my aspirations, no matter what show character. She's not right. It's just that people have now taken over the narrative because it's convenient. Don't be convenient. Don't be part of the norm. Make weird something that is rare. And rare always comes up as being more valuable than something that's always consistent and people are are basically uh, um, they basically normalize with, right? That's the solution. And life will reward you. Life will reward you as, as being a corny black man of the life of your dreams that you never thought was possible without even saying a fucking word. Even though your English is top notch even though your compassion for other people is top notch. Even when people say that you're corny and you're weird, you're not other you're not like other black men. You're you're a white man in blackface. Okay? You don't have to address any of that shit because your life based on your hard work and ambition and looking forward, know that you're a rarity will will say everything. Will dictate everything because you if you don't, I'm telling you they're not marrying guarantees in life, but I guarantee you, on your deathbed, when you have regret, that is the worst feeling you have. To live this life with no regret, to say that I gave it my all, to live the life of my dreams, to write the narrative, to know that what my mom taught me as a black man, okay, has paid off. It's the greatest reward. And life and the universe will see that, and they will reward you immensely. So don't give up, my brothers. This is Boz from Commit, the voice of the non-select, a.k.a. Darth Sidious, signing off.